my name is John and this is Truth Tuesday. Today I want to talk to you about the difference between a digital Bible and a physical Bible and really try to answer the question of is it okay to exclusively use a digital Bible or to exclusively use a physical Bible in today's culture. So growing up, I was one person that all throughout my childhood, and for many of you, you may have not have just heard this in your childhood, but all throughout your life as well, but heard the phrase, I invite you to turn in your Bibles to, and then you would hear the humming of the pages being turned amongst your congregation of people rapidly trying to get to the passage of scripture that was being referenced. I myself, even in Bible college, I was probably one of the last ones to to have this be a segment in my preaching class, but I learned how to to basically stall time while people are turning in their Bibles. And not just stall time, but actually use that time effectively that other people can hear what you're saying, but still concentrate on flipping the pages in their Bible to wherever you're going, but it still be meaningful for the people who are sitting there listening. And for me, I remember thinking to myself, because I had the Bible app on my phone at that time, well, what happens if you just have it on your phone and you can go three presses on your phone and boom, you're at Hebrews 6, right? And it's interesting because today technology is a big subject for Christians. Many, many church leaders write about the influence of technology. Many write about what technology can do for their churches. There are a lot of writers who write to families about technology and the family. Technology for, I think it's like six or five years now, has been the number one concern amongst parents for their children. Are they using too much technology? Is technology okay? How much time is okay? What kind of things can can I trust from what kind of devices, technology can I trust for my child to be involved with? Technology is a huge piece of the Christian life today, and many people are for it, and there are also many people who are against it as well. And so it's something we have to consider. So as I sat in church on Sunday and thought to myself, wow, you just don't hear the hum of the pages turning anymore, I thought it'd be fun to answer the question, can you exclusively go to a digital Bible? So I think the first thing we need to do is we need to examine what a digital Bible gives us. What is it about a digital Bible that, that is, is good or attractive or makes us want to go to that? And I came up with three things. Number one is convenience. Digital Bibles offer us a level of convenience that we can always have it with us and we don't have to be carrying it in a backpack or in our arms or we don't have to look weird. I remember one time when I was younger, I brought my Bible in with me to Chipotle after church and my you know parents were like, John, what are you going to preach to all the Chipotle workers? And I was like, hey, maybe I'll read John 3.16, right? And it's, it, it's something that you don't have to carry around with you because it's on your phone, right? Or on your iPad that you can reference that just about any time during the day, wherever you are, of course, unless you don't have service, you can just about any times reference it and have it available to, to you. And I think that's encouraging because in Hebrews chapter 4, verse 12, it says this, For the word of God is living and active, sharper than any two-edged sword, piercing to the division of soul and of spirit, of joints and of marrow, and discerning the thoughts and intentions of the heart. If the word of God, the Bible can do that, 
then why would it not be a good idea to have it be convenient and be with us at all times, right? If the Word of God is such an important piece of our lives as it should be, then it should be a good thing to always have it be with us to have the convenience of that, right? It's to be considered. Number two, the other piece of the digital Bible is the abundance, the abundance of what it can do for us, right? There are so many things that a digital Bible can do that, that, that a physical Bible has limitations of, right? Now, <clears throat> you might have a physical Bible that has one, maybe two translations in it, right? But when you have a digital Bible, you have hundreds of translations that can be utilized, hundreds of translations that you can go to. Many of them you can see side by side. You can flip to in an instant, go to, and a lot of these different digital Bibles have Bible plans or devotionals that you can use. A lot of them also, you set up a profile and you can take notes within your Bible and reference those later on. So you don't have to flip it and put it in your, in your Bible and then worry about it falling out and losing it later. Right. In James chapter one, verse five, it says, if any of you lack wisdom, let him ask God who gives generously to all without reproach and it will be given to him. The abundance of resources that we have to help us be wise and to read God's word and understand it, that's something that we have to consider when we're looking at this question. And finally, the last one, finally, is acquaintance. So we have convenience, we have abundance, and we have acquaintance, right? Digital Bibles oftentimes offer some kind of social feature in it, whether you set up a profile and you have friends or you can copy and paste to a Facebook post or to a tweet or whatever it might be. Digital Bibles often offer some kind of way that we can connect the Bible with other digital platforms, whether we're sharing it with a friend, a family member, or just out there for the masses. It offers that kind of social ability that we can use it, which if you ask me, the Bible was meant to be shared with anyone and everyone, so how can that be a bad thing, right? Look at 1 John chapter 1, verse 7. John says, But if we walk in the light as he is in the light, we have fellowship with one another, and the blood of Jesus his Son purifies us from all sin. Right? We have fellowship when we're walking in the light, when we have God's word and we're following what it says. We are walking in the light with fellowship with one another. We're not meant to do this life alone. We were not meant to read our Bibles alone. We were meant to be together. So digital Bibles offer a, offer a various amount of features that physical Bibles just do not have the capability to offer. However, however, I would caution that the convenience and the abundance and the acquaintance of a digital Bible can also be what makes it a little troubling. Hear me out, right? As we talked about with convenience, that having at any time. Well, oftentimes, as you something becomes more convenient in your life, it becomes less important in your life, right? I think you can make this claim with just about anything in your life, that as it became more convenient for you, it became less of a priority or less of an importance for you. I've noticed that with children today, the, the memorization of scripture is not taught nearly as much as it once was. And one of the reasons why that is, is because of the convenience that we have to always have a Bible with us, which is amazing to always have it. But what is it about memorizing scripture and knowing it in our hearts, knowing it in our minds to always have it being 
with us. Psalm chapter 119 verse 11 says, I have stored up your word in my heart that I might not sin against you. So when the Bible becomes too convenient, does it become less important for us? It's an important question to ask. Number two, abundance. More isn't always better. I think just about anybody who's lived a substantial amount of time, a a good amount of time on this earth has discovered that more is not always better. In fact, I think it was, it's, it's interesting. When we first started sending emails here at church, I would remember to tell people, hey, when we tell somebody about something, let's only give them one avenue to go to. Because it's proven that when you give somebody something, whether that be an email, a bulletin, whether it be a business card, whatever it is, if you only give them one option, they are far more likely to act on that one option than they are to act if you have various amounts of options. I think it's something like you're eight times more likely to act if you only have one option rather than a various amounts of actions. And so I understand that, you know, we're, that's not exactly the same with the Bible, but it is in some ways because as the quantity increases, the quality can decrease. As the quantity of what we can do with our Bibles increase, the quality of the time we're spending and devoting to being in God's Word can decrease as well. And that time that we spend in God's Word is supposed to be quality time that we have with God. Time reading the Scriptures and and thinking about what it means for our lives, praying to God and and talking to Him through our time of, uh, of meditation our time of learning God's word. And I find myself, and this is just a personal experience of mine, so I'm not going to say this happens to everybody, but I find myself that when I'm reading scripture intently on my phone, I'm oftentimes switching from translation to translation and saying, oh, I'm going to go here because I need to know this, or I need to go here, need to know this. And, and even a couple times I've gone online to find what it actually says in the Greek to actually figure out exactly what it says. When in reality, all of those things are excellent, and those are all tools that we want to be able to have. But at what point do we trust God to give us the understanding and not that we find all the research on our own? At what point do we pray that God give us the understanding? Because no matter what form of research or how much research we can do, it will never amount to what God can give us. Proverbs chapter 3 verse 5 says, Trust in the Lord with all your heart. Do not lean on your own understanding. Obviously, this verse can be utilized in a lot of different ways, but I think it's impactful in this area for us to be able to say, God, I trust you to work in my knowledge, to work in my study of scripture, that I don't have to have 17 different translations to reference, but that you are working through my reading of the translation. You are working through my mind because I am devoted to learning from you. And that's an important piece for us. To recognize. And the third one, acquaintance. Now, unfortunately, our quiet time might not be all that quiet when we hold at our fingertips the entire world 
basically, right? Almost the entire world is on the internet now. You might be reading John's 316 and think, well, how much do tires cost? Because my wife told me last night that I need to learn about tires because the tires are starting to go out on the car, right? And you may have never changed tires on your car before. And you say, well, that's kind of expensive. So how much, how much would it cost for me just to do it myself? And then you've gone down a rabbit hole where if you just had the Bible in front of you, a physical Bible, you wouldn't have the temptation or the capabilities to say, well, I need to know this really fast. So I'm going to go switch over this or, or, oh, this person just texted me. So I need to go figure out what's going on with them. You wouldn't have those temptations. You would just have God's word in front of you. And so I think it's important for us to understand that when we are to go to God, we are his in that moment. And unfortunately, even whether, whether we have good intentions or not, the temptation of, of uh, the outside world can pull us away from that. And ultimately, that's what Satan is trying to do. As we draw closer to God, he is trying to pull us away from him. In the book of Luke, chapter 5, verse 16, it says, But he, talking about Jesus, but he would withdraw to desolate places and pray. Jesus didn't get up in front and say, well, I'm going to take this time here with everything going on around me and pray. Of course, he prayed in front of people. But when Jesus needed to take time with God, he went to a place he withdrew by himself and spent time alone with God. And that's important for us to be able to do as well. And unfortunately, a digital Bible that has everything else at our fingertips offers temptation to have that time with God not be alone and to be with someone else or something else and get us distracted from that time. So what should we do? After all this information, pointing out the good things about digital Bibles and the disadvantages, pointing out the pros and the cons of physical Bibles, what should we do? And my answer to, be, my answer to you would honestly be both. Both. Both offer many advantages and disadvantages. Both offer so much to the Christian life of what we can utilize to, to, to be used for God and what can and can't be around so that way we are not distracted from God or we are not losing quality time with him. My, my basic idea is to have a digital Bible on your phone in case you need it, in case you need something from it. But it, for me personally... I would prefer to study with a real physical Bible, a real physical Bible that is in front of you, that is right there, that you are focused on, and that you have open when you're praying to God. Now, obviously, you don't need it. God is always there to listen. He's going to hear you whether you have an open physical Bible there in front of you or not. But to enhance your quiet time, your time with God, I would say it's important to have a real physical Bible and to utilize a digital Bible in areas of your life that can help as well. I hope today's Truth Tuesday did something for you. I don't know if you were asking this question. I don't even know if you like the answer to the question. I don't know. But as best I can say, as best I can say and as best I can tell, both offer many advantages and disadvantages. And I think the best thing to do is to utilize them the correct way in which they are good in which they are a bit limited. Thank you so much for listening to Truth Tuesday. Happy Bible reading.